McMonigle here with you on this Thursday morning. Another five-hour midnight ride. They just keep on coming. They don't stop. You know what that means? Five hours. You can count them. Midnight to 5 a.m. That's how it works. The warm-up show will come your way then, but it's me and you, Flegelman and Connor for the moment. Rolling with you at 877-337-6666. 66 right here on the fan. And finally, finally, The Rock has come. No, finally, I do believe that you Met fans are coming around. Yep. Took a while. It took a while. And maybe not all of you, maybe some of you have been there with me from the beginning. Maybe even, you know, most of you, but the silent, the, the, the loud minority, if that's what you think it is here at the fan, most of the Met fans I talk to have been that patient. They, they trust the plan. The owner in Steve Cohen is King Cohen. And eventually, eventually things will get done. Okay. So they, they still tried really hard for Yamamoto and Otani was never coming East. So, you know, what are you going to do? But then they're going to do something here. They're going to realize they got to do something. And after today, or excuse me, yesterday now, we are three minutes into a new day. And we hope it's better than the day before. Because honestly, I think Met fans are finally starting to realize that this team, after the report from Andy Martino, and then hearing from the new general manager, David Stearns with the Mets, as they introduced... Severino and Bader. This is it. This is it. I think he made it very clear that this offseason is pretty much over. They are not going to look to add another bat. They are probably done in the rotation, and maybe they'll be looking into the bullpen. And you know what? I don't understand it. But after listening to him, maybe I start to understand it a little bit. Because I think it makes no sense. I think this is a terrible decision not to go and get a Justin Turner or a J.D. Martinez or someone to be a D.H. for this team, a bat you can count on. And he referenced a couple things that a lot of GMs will throw out there about wanting flexibility at that position and blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is this team needs another bat. The answers to this lineup aren't there. The rotation is full of question marks. You have to do something, and it doesn't hurt the overall plan. I keep hearing this. I keep hearing it from different Met fans. You believe in the plan. You believe in what plan? Getting better for the future? Surely we all believe in that plan. We all believe the, the, the future. The children are our future. We believe it. I understand you want to get young. You want to fill this roster and this entire organization with young, talented kids and, and prospects and go about building the organization top to bottom. I, of course, who's against it? How does signing Justin Turner to a one- or two-year deal, how does J.D. Martinez stop that process? Stop telling me you're trying to compose a competitive team. You're not. 
You haven't got one. Sure, it's a crapshoot. I'll be the first one to tell you, I love the word crapshoot. I say it all the time, whether we're talking about the NFL draft, whether we're talking about the MLB playoffs, it's all crapshoot. I'm right there with you. So in theory, is it plausible that every single question mark on this team comes out to the affirmative? Sure, why not? But it's highly unlikely. And you can't go, you can't go into the season like this doing nothing. And I just, we act, and he spoke, and let's be honest about the way he spoke. All right, let's be totally honest about the tenor of the conversation David Stearns had when asked questions. And we we heard it, I just heard not too long ago, uh, obviously Keith just played it. Uh, I, I think they played it back during the afternoon. Maybe we'll play it back in a little bit. But you've heard the comments he made when asked about the team. And it's like, well, you know, listen, and the fan base's desire to win and I, th- I, you know, listen, I understand that the fans want to go out and sign everybody. I think it's great. It's great. He said, like, he said it's great the way I say when my son, like, dad, look, dad, look, dad, look. And then he just jumps off the couch. And you're like, yeah, that's great. That's great, Tommy. What a great job. Good boy. Next time we'll jump off a chair. Great. Like, that's what it sounded like. Oh, those Met fans, they sure are great. He sounds like something that the Yankee fan has been calling Brian Cashman over and over again. Every time, you know, all the the Cashman haters will come for me, and they come. They come 24 hours a day. They will come for you. When the Cashman haters come, what they say is, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And watching David Stern... David Stearns in that empty office without anything up. Like, he hasn't even d- decided. I don't know if it's his office, a side office. Yeah, he hasn't He hasn't put a single thing in there. It looked like I, I thought for a second there was a fax machine in there. Was this, 1985? Are you firing Marty McFly? Because I don't know what's going on with that office. But anyway, he sounded like the smartest guy in the room. He sounded like someone who knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm not going to go out there and sign all these free agents. And I'm not going to bring in a guy and spend money in a guy I don't see as the future of this team. And you know what? I just, it's nice. I know you guys want to spend some money. But let me show you how it's done. And he even said it in one of the clips you just heard from, from Marco in the top of the hour update. Where he's in an organization where they're in a tough division against uh, teams that have done it over the course of years. And I think that's his vision for this. I think... I think they knew they were going to hire this guy for a long time, and I think his thought process infiltrated this team even into the trade deadline of last year with the idea of taking a step back, the idea immediately of the trade deadline that Steve Cohen kind of represented the idea of, hey, I went after it. I promised you championships. I went after it. I spent money on on big-time free agent pitchers. I went out there, and I had the highest payroll, and I'm paying hundreds of millions of dollars of tax, and what did I get for it? I got one good year in a miserable postseason and then a fall-on-our-face 75-win team. So you know what? Maybe I'll take advice from the smartest guy in the room who everybody tells me is the executive I need to hire. You know what he's telling me? He's telling me we got to have a plan and start from the ground up. And that's fine, and I understand it in many ways. But this is not Milwaukee. 
You don't have to do it one way or the other. There is a hybrid way of doing this. There is building the team and still spending a modicum of money that this fan base deserves. That this owner deserves to give this fan base, that he owes to this fan base to give them something every single year. That's right, every single year. Especially coming off a miserable season like last year. They deserve something every single year that they can point to and say, this is how we're better. And this is why I'm excited for opening day. And this is why I'm going to go out to the ballpark. And this is why we can justify raising ticket prices. And this is why I'll pay early. And this is why, and this is why, and this is why. And there is nothing from the smartest guy in the room or the richest guy in the room. They're both together. They're in the same room. The smartest and the richest. Use them both. Use them both. I agree. The richest without the smartest doesn't help you that much either. We've seen that. Teams spend money. The Yankees have spent money. Teams have spent money. The Angels have spent money. Can't make the playoffs. So there's a combination of both. And I appreciate the idea that this farm system, which you talked about yesterday, has been one of the least successful franchises in the entire sport of drafting, developing, and getting to the major leagues. They're one of, if not the worst in baseball over the last handful of years, over the last decade, particularly in the pitching. I'm on board. Get your assets. Don't go crazy. Don't trade for Juan Soto. Don't trade for pitchers. Don't go out there and give away prospects that you've paid for, you've brought in with smart moves while using money. How smart it was to get Acuna, how smart it was to get the the prospects from Texas, uh, Houston, how smart that was. You know what it took? It took money, smart and money. And the idea that they have another $10 million or so, or the idea that they don't want to, you know, go out there and get a legitimate bat to be a DH for this team to bring some pop, some RBIs, some home runs, something to this lineup, as well as nothing but low-risk, re- low, low high-reward starting pitching that we have no idea how it will look like. Guys who can't stay healthy. Literally two guys today they introduced via Zoom who were cast-offs from the Yankees. Forget it's the Yankees even so much. Cast-offs from a, a, an eight, a 500-win team. A starting center fielder the Yankees went into the year with, which now clearly he is your starting center fielder. That was the other discussion. Well, Nimmo could play some center. This one could play. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Harrison Bader is your starting center fielder. The same guy the Yankees tried it with last year who can't stay healthy and can't hit. Sure, he can defend. He can defend with the best of them. But there are too many questions in this rotation, too many questions in this lineup, and the smartest guy in the room sitting there going, you know, it's really nice. It's really nice everybody wants to get there. It's, it's, it's great. It's good for you guys. I'm, I'm proud. I'd rather have it this way than the other way, right? Yeah. And I'm starting to think that this, the way he's going about it is he wants his team. And as most general managers do. But it's one thing when you work for Milwaukee. It's one thing when you work for the Minnesota Twins. It's one thing when you work for one of these different organizations where you can build it from the, you could build it from the bottom up. Otherwise, you can't compete. That is not the Mets. That is not Steve Cohen. 
It's just not. You can do both. You can be the Dodgers. No one doubts him. I'm, I'm being sarcastic with him, and I'm having a little fun about being the smartest guy in the room because it sounded like that. But I have no doubt he's one of the smartest guys in the room, and he's one of the smartest guys in baseball. He's been here for five minutes. I'm not telling you he's done a bad job. He's incapable of doing the job. I think he's exactly what everybody thinks he is, an extremely smart, young future of baseball type executive that the Mets absolutely should have went out there and got. But he's got to learn how to ride the middle. And listening to him speak and seeing how this offseason has played out, it's almost as if he wants to build the Atlanta Braves. He wants to do it from the bottom. He wants to start at the bottom so that when they get to the top, the name on the top of the marquee is David Stearns built this team. I built this team. Not previous regimes, not the money of Steve Cohen. I did. There is no reason you can't give this team a better way to compete. There is no reason that they should not be in the market for both Montgomery and a DH. Why the hell not? How does giving Montgomery a contract? Now, I don't know if they'll get him, and I'm not saying that he's going to go to Texas probably anyway, maybe, How are they not in the market for him? How is that not a discussion? How is the Andy Martinos of the world and the John Heymans of the world and the John Morosis of the world and the the Ken Rosenthal's of the world, how are there not reports about the Mets being linked to uh, Jordan Montgomery? Why the hell not? Why aren't there discussions about Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez? Why the hell not? How does that stop you from building the team you want to build? Montgomery fits into any timeline you could possibly imagine. I'm not, don't go trade for Burns. I get it. Don't go trade for Bieber. I get it. Hell, if you even want to go trade, you don't want to go trade for Dylan Cease. Even though he would fit your timeline, you don't want to trade assets right now. I get it. Giving one year contracts to big time DHs who can help this team this year doesn't impact the building of the roster, going out and getting a young starting pitcher who's just found himself and helped put a team in the World Series and win a World Series championship who, guess what, has all those those key markers of being in the market that you love so much that you went out and got Severino for, that you went out and got Bader for, that you went out and hired your manager for. He's got it too. The way they've handled this offseason makes no sense. And then listening to Stern's talk today reinforces the idea that they are not doing any of this. They are not adding any more pitchers to the rotation. They are not looking and are not actively searching for an impact bat that they desperately need. Instead, they will let the kids figure it out who have there are no answers yet inside this organization. They aren't there yet. They aren't there yet. And that's why you hear about 25 and 26. But when you have the richest owner in baseball, when you have Steve Cohen, when you have King Cohen, you don't pass on any season. And make no mistake, they are passing on this year. They are not giving themselves a legitimate opportunity to compete in that division he talked about Today at the Zoom conference about the Braves and the the Phillies, you are not competing in this division with the team he just put, with the team they're ready to go to camp with. You're just not. 
And if this owner wasn't the owner and if things were different, if this were the Milwaukee Brewers, then yeah, this plan, I get it. There's nothing wrong with putting money into this team while you build. One does not have to impact the other. Don't go sign 45-year-old pitchers to three-year deals. Got it. That makes sense. Don't trade for Juan Soto and give away prospects for a guy you can sign next year. Totally agree. Can't add a one- or two-year contract to a, a, a legitimate DH to help this offense this season. Can't go get a young 30-year-old pitcher who's who's going to be part of this future. No, 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 if your timeline doesn't include Montgomery, then what? Uh, that, think about that, Mets fans. How long is this timeline if Montgomery doesn't fit into it? What are we doing? But finally, it seems like you guys get it. I'm listening all day. Sal's yelling about it. I heard Lugie yelling about it. Finally. Finally, you recognize the idea that this season is insignificant to the Mets, and I, I'm baffled by it. 877-337-6666. The Yankees have their own issues. We'll get to the Stroman stuff. We'll get to what they're doing as well because I got to be honest with you. There's something – there's – Different angles to the Stroman story. There's a reason why I don't want him, and then the reason everybody else seems to not want him. So we'll get to that. Uh, Obviously, tons of coaching decisions and coaching uh, retirements and stepping asides throughout the NFL. We do have wild card super weekend coming up. We'll finally start to turn our attentions more to those games. Uh, Pat McAfee turns his back on Aaron Rodgers. How dare you, Pat McAfee? How dare you? And then Stephen A. Smith had an interesting evening. We'll get to all of it over the course of the next five hours. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Start with you, Med fans. 877-337-6666. I think you're finally coming around. I think you're starting to finally see it my way. It took you long enough. It took you long enough. But I think with the the report from Andy Martino uh, yesterday, which, again, we don't know any, you know, we don't know how much of all this is true, especially it's starting to get crazy again, especially... I'll get on the Yankees a little bit later, but let me just say this about like just reporting in general and at the Stroman uh, story is kind of what I'm referring to, but just reporting in general. It's back to being where it was for Otani and, and Yamamoto. It's like just every day is a new thing. He He's interested. You know, he, he's expressed interest. Yankees aren't. Oh, wait, not only the Yankees are, now they're the favorite to get him. Like it's just it's another thing every day. It's another thing every day. But – you get the Andy Martino report that they're looking to spend about $10 million more, and that's about the budget, which I think is ridiculous. I don't think the Mets should have necessarily have a budget budget. Like, of course, there's a, a, a limit to how much money you're going to spend. So I'm, I'm, I'm parsing words here, slippery slope of, of eventually there's a budget. But not having done anything this year of any significance with this team, with all of these free agents still available, there is no reason the Mets should have... Ten more million dollars to spend. There's just no reason. 
There's no reason there should be a that minimal amount of a budget left when they offered $325 million for Otani. There's, there's just no reason. And, and you compare, then you add that to the, the talk of today where, eh, I don't really feel like we're, we're in the market for, for any more bats. We feel comfortable. Bader playing, you know, but he's going to play a lot of center field. Yeah, you know, Nimmo can move around, play center, play left. You know, that's what it is. That's what it feels like right now. Anything can change. Anything can change. Maybe something falls in their lap or Steve Cohen wakes up and decides, hey, look, uh, I appreciate what we're trying to do here, but if I can get a one-year bat, how does that hurt? And that's really the main point for me, right? The main point for me, if we if we just forget what happened yesterday and we're just looking at the Mets and what they're doing, there's a plan, and I get the overall idea of the plan. I do. You need a better farm system. You need a stronger organization top to bottom, and bringing in someone like Stearns to do it makes ton a ton of sense. It makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense. The drafting needs to get better. Development needs to get better. You know that th- that's what they need to do. But a couple of contracts to help bolster this team. And when I say it's a crapshoot, like that's the point. You gotta you gotta get in. What if you could? You're telling me right now with that lineup, like let's just say if you added another bat, you put J.D. Martinez in there who's got a legitimate bat. Now, hopefully it's not a year too late, which is a risk you take, but it's a one-year risk. You put in a legitimate bat there to go along with Alonzo, to go along with Lindor, maybe McNeil, who's kind of kind of been on this, you know, one really good year, one down year, one really good year, one down year. What if he has a really good year, hits 320 again, hits 330 again? You got Marte, who's healthy all year. Like if you give them one more starter and one more guy in the in the lineup um, with with uh, Diaz coming back to close out games, what if they sneak into the wild card and get lucky? Like you got to give that a chance, like a legitimate chance. There's a way to build and there's a way to spend a, a couple of bucks here to just ensure this team's chance of getting into the postseason. And I'm baffled by the idea that they're not in on any of it, other than Yamamoto. 877-337-6666. And, yeah, a little bit, uh, he sounded to me like he's the smartest guy, like he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. A little bit of what everybody says about Cashman. I think it's great our fans want to win. I just think it's, I just think it's aces. Paul in Hartford. What's up, Paul? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Hey, good. Hey, listen to you a lot, and, uh, don't get a lot of chances to call in. I'm not well, thank you. Stuff. I appreciate uh, the show. So. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for taking the time. I know it's not easy. I'm in the. I'm on in the middle of the morning, so I appreciate yeah, it. Well, Trust I'm me, usually, I do. I'm, I'm up to working, so need to listen to you. Don't get a chance to call, but sure. I appreciate well, thank it. you for you taking do a great the job. Thank you. Hey, the one thing I'll say is, uh, listen to your monologue. I got a chance to call in. The one thing is, Mets fan, diehard Mets fan. The thing is. They need to add pieces now. You're not going to necessarily win next year. And I think the Rangers proved that model when they went out. They got uh, Simeon got, and, like, yeah, they got yeah, uh, Seeger so and Simeon is, a year before they ended up winning, yes. They still went through a down Mets, year. When you look at it, even in the 80s with the Mets, they made moves early. It was Carter. It was the, you know, they got Hernandez. So you make these moves early to build. What? Mm-hmm. 
we're not even, he's not even doing that now. Stearns isn't even doing that now. He's just throwing everything against the wall and we'll see that's, what happens. Now we got 10 million to play with. That's literally well, what he's doing with the rotation. The rotation is let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. That's, yeah, that's literally what the rotation is. Well, how about he goes out and at least makes us feel a little better? And we're not even going to say, hey, listen, we're going to win next year. But how about we go out, we get Solaire, maybe we get a Turner, a guy who can play right field, third base, get some bats. But even more importantly, go out, get a Montgomery. Get a guy who maybe isn't the ace because you have Burns next year. You got Freed. You got other guys on the market where right. Cohen can say, hey, let's go get these aces. But let's start getting guys to build towards maybe taking on the Braves, taking on the Phillies. I completely agree with you. I'm 100% so where with you. Is, where is the play? Because right now, we're not even in it. The, the major concern for me, Chris, is, yeah. and I think the Mets, fran, the Mets fans that I talk to, my, you know, my buddies I grew up with yeah. from the 80s, you know, we're about your age. What's the plan? Because the thing is, we're not only not in it this year if we're going to do this model, Stern. We're maybe not in it next year. Yeah. I mean, I think the thought process is next year there's a little bit of a better free agent crop. Uh, you'll like you just mentioned, there's some starting pitchers they can go get. Soto's going to be on the market, who's a, a you know a young superstar, and you're putting yourself in a position where you could have the most. You know, you wouldn't be under some other contracts that you're going to get this year, where you could make sure you have enough from for Soto next year. But ultimately, I I, I agree with you. I don't know what you it this plan includes. You know, kids coming up next year and all of them hitting. I mean, Beatty was the top exactly. third base prospect. How did that turn out for you? Uh, you know, Vientos, big-time hitting prospect. How did that turn out? Mauricio, injured. I mean, like, you, and injuries happen too, and thank you for the call, Paul. Like, things happen. It's, it's tough to just assume that these guys are going to come up and instantly impact the team. You're right. Make moves now. And I'm not saying block these kids. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not even saying getting long-term contracts to add to the lineup. I think the rotation is plenty of room for a Montgomery. Plenty of room for a Montgomery. But, yeah, there's no reason why you can't add to the team now and start the building now so that when those kids come up, now there's a mix. Right? And I saw a lot of people in, you know... Um, I saw uh, a report that the the aging Mets. I think it was Jim Bowden said he's very disappointed in the offseason. Uh, you know the the aging Mets and people have been arguing that how young the Mets are overall, and that might be the case. But you've got Pete Alonso, who's not getting any younger. You got Lindor, who's not getting any younger. Yeah, maybe overall the Mets aren't one of these old teams, and and maybe overall the Mets have some youth. But the key pieces of this team are not getting younger. They're just not. And especially, who knows the way Pete, with Pete Alonso right now. I guess there's a report um, about, you know, the obviously the Cubs have been attached for a while. The Yankees are going to be looking for a first baseman next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they miss out on Soto going hard after Alonso. But, I mean, that's too early to talk about. I'm sure we would have fun with that eventually. But my point being is that he might not be here next year. Like, this is, I don't pass on years like this. I just don't think this is the year to pass. The team won 101 games a year ago. I know last year was a disappointment, and I understand you need you, you want to get a better overall organization, but I just don't get why you can't add to this team a little bit. 
Tim in West Orange. What's up, Tim? Hey, C-Mac. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Um, I just wanted to talk about the David Stearns and his vision for the Mets this year. Yes. Um, I agree with you that he's doing the right thing by building a farm system, which that's great and all, but the Mets, like you said, they're only a couple years removed from a 101-win season. Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah, and I was just saying, if you if you have the guys who are coming back now, like Marte, McNeil, Alonzo, who had down years last year or were injured, if you add a bat like uh, Jorge Soler to the mix, the DH, um, I think that that would be a huge upgrade for them. And then there were two guys who I was thinking, if the Mets want to go with these one-year deals of reclamation projects, what about a guy like Eduardo Escobar, who had success at, in his time with the Mets a couple of years ago, mm. and uh, tr- uh, Trevor Bauer as a pitcher who, well, he he would come cheap, and he you, you might get something out of him. Well, there's no doubt about the, the, the Trevor Bauer one, and thank you for the call. I don't like the uh, Escobar one. He had, he had you know a one decent half uh, two years ago. I I I wouldn't go backwards and go back to Escobar. Soler, yes. Justin Turner, yes. Uh, JD Martinez, yes, I, I would give. I would bring all of them here. And you know what? If it fails, then you just continue with your process. Like there's no, there's no real. Like if any of those contracts don't work out, or they all uh, the guys stink, so what? It's money. It's money. He has money. That's what it is. I understand. Like if you trade for someone and they're a bust, okay, man, you just gave up assets as you're trying to build, and it didn't work out. Like if you trade for. Burns because you're trying to help this rotation, and Burns has a down year, dressing to a new team, whatever the case. Now it feels like, wow, what a waste. What kind of a waste is is Soler for a couple of years? What kind of a waste is Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez on short-term contracts? Like, what kind of a waste is that? It's not a waste. Like, I, I just don't get it, but I don't like Escobar. And to your point of, of um, Bowers, yeah, I mean, you're that's the epitome of what you're talking about here. I mean, he would no question come here and pitch very well. Like, I have no doubt about it. Now, look, I mean, I guess there's a chance adjusting back into baseball, uh, dealing with some scrutiny, dealing with pressure, you know, coming back after everything that transpired. Is there a chance that he struggles? Sure. I mean, there's always a chance, but he's a he's a solid pitcher. He always has been a solid pitcher. He's a former Cy Young Award winner. He, he pitched very well in Japan. He's throwing 99 miles an hour. Uh, he's a master of his craft. But the the issue is the issue. And I don't know how the Mets feel about it. But if you are willing to look past the issue, and if the Mets are willing to look past the issue, yeah, you're, that's a guy who immediately helps the rotation. And you could get him cheap on a one-year deal. I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. I think he would relish the idea of, of signing and coming and to play for the Mets and put that whole fiasco of the the trolling of the hats and the accidental uh sent out of the tweets i think he would be more than happy to do it considering i don't know who else is in the market for him and on some level i know there's a lot of yankee fans who think they should do it they need that second they need that second starter this is a you know world-class pitcher but obviously it comes with baggage and it comes with many people who are going to be offended that the idea that you've brought him to your team but Throughout baseball, throughout all sports, there are guys who've gotten second chances. So at some point, it's going to happen. It doesn't have to be the Mets or Yankees necessarily, but at some point, it's going to happen. But that's the kind of guy you're exactly talking about. That is a guy who has 
He doesn't come with any. There is nothing that impacts building the team or going about your plan. Nothing. And you're getting him on the cheap. So if you're looking to just improve the team by and build, I mean, it just makes a ton of sense. Jeff in South Florida. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? You hear me? I hear you just loud and clear. You got me? Uh, yeah, I got you. All right, yeah, then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not – I know a lot of the Mets fans are a little bit crazy. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a process, and – there's no rush for some of these guys. We still got a month till uh, spring training. I think they're just they're holding out for good value. I think they've made a lot of good under the radar moves. If you look at the teams like Tampa, um, Milwaukee to a lesser extent, some of these teams they 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 find these players. You know, you, we may not be too familiar with, but they. Uh, I think that's a lot what they're doing. You you throw a lot of guys that if only you know a few hit, you still come out with something. And I I think that. They're going to kind of do the opposite model of what they did last year is save some money in the budget for the season. And then if they're, you know, as long as they're not terrible, they're, uh, they'll go out and make a few major moves at the trade deadline. I mean, I get, well, money, there is no saving money. Like, that's, there's no saving money. They're going to probably be over the luxury. I mean, it's just a matter of assets. Now you're talking about trading right. assets away. I th- like the whole plan is to, to build assets and reshape the organization. Now you're going to be willing to trade away assets. At the trade deadline, I mean, yeah, if they're good enough to win, I think they will. But I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I, it, yeah. I don't. It, none of it necessarily. So, if you're willing to do that, why not make the moves now to bolster the team? Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I just think that uh, you know some of these guys' uh, demands will come down the closer maybe. you get the pitchers and I catchers. I mean, listen, maybe there is definitely yeah. a vein of. The, <clears throat> Excuse me. There is definitely yep. a Met fan or two right now screaming at the radio, Chris, you idiot, you moron. What do you want him to say? You what? You expect him to come on? Uh, you know this this uh, this this uh, interview, this press conference, this Zoom press conference, and tell you, yeah, we desperately need an outfielder. Oh yeah, we def- desperately need uh, a DH, and we're in the market for one. And 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 get Scott yep. Boris and all the other agents' money riled up and say, hey, hey, look, Mets said they need someone. Let's go call them and add five million dollars to our ask and see what they say. Like I think there are plenty of people who feel that way. That you know, it's it's still a process. Uh, the the off season's not over. All these guys are still available. We'll see. And I'm taking that tact. By no means am I saying the Mets are. You know, there's no doubt in my mind they're done. They're. I'm just. I'm trying to egg them on because I don't understand not doing it. I just don't. Someone a Met fan has to call me up and explain to me how doing some of the minor moves we're talking about to get a like. I, I heard Sal going off about JD Martinez sucks. If you think he sucks, fine. J.D. Martinez has been a solid bat in this league for a long time. Has he had a down year here or there? Yeah, he has. But he had, what, 90 RBIs last year? He he tailed off a little bit down the stretch. But, I mean, this is the guy who's a legitimate bat in the middle of the lineup. What does giving him a one-year deal, how does that hurt the process? Like I'm just curious how a, a Montgomery, a pitcher the 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 elk and age of Montgomery, is somehow going to hinder you from your emergence to of being a World Series caliber team next year or the year after. How does that contract kill you from doing it? Like I don't I don't understand. 
That's what I, I just don't get it. Explain to me why Steve Cohen can't spend more money on a on on pieces that make sense that fit the team. No one is saying go out there and do. Um, have you heard? Like I have not once said Bellinger's name. Not once. I have not suggested that the Mets go out and go pay big money for Bellinger. They need a center fielder. They, you know, Bader is such a cheap option. Go out there and get Bellinger. It makes no No, not once. Because Bellinger scares me. Bellinger's a long-term deal. Bellinger could be an absolute disaster and have a long-term bad contract on the books that will hurt you. I, I get it. Stay away from Bellinger. Makes sense. Don't trade for Soto. Makes sense. Don't trade for some of these other pitchers on the market. Makes sense. Spending money on short-term deals to solidify this team this year, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't hurt at at all. All it does is help this product this year, this fan base who deserves it, this owner who owes it to this team to spend money and give this team a chance to win. Right now, not next year, not the year after. I'm not saying build it with every dollar you have and go out there and do anything you can, move heaven and earth. I think the Yankees are in that position, and I think that boils into the the reason why they're in for pitchers I wouldn't have expected them to be in on because next year is all or nothing. It's been too long. Last year was a disaster. They just traded for a world-class player who might not stay with them. This could be their only year to see Soto and pinstripes. This is a win-now, must-go-get-it team. The Mets aren't in the same position. Totally agree. But does that mean they have to punt on the year? Does that mean they have to forego honestly giving themselves an opportunity to win this year? There is a fine line, and they have no interest as of yet to ride it. Ride the line. Make some moves. Attempt to do both. I'm I'm a little tongue-in-cheek about David Stearns being the smartest man in the room. I, I, I won't even argue. Let's call him the smartest man in the room. I'm open to it. I know who the richest man in the room is. They should get together. Imagine what they can both accomplish if they put their minds to it. Steve and Wayne, what's up, Steve? Hey, Chris. How are you? Long time, first time. Oh, well, thank you for calling in, bud. I appreciate it. I have a little bit of a different take. And By all means. Kind of- Despite yeah, despite kind of... despite uh, many people's opinion to the contrary, I welcome different takes. Let's go. Let's let's hear a different take. Yeah, I think obviously we know Steve Cohen's very successful, and he's well, that is in his in his other world. Yes, in his other life. Right. Yes, he's very successful. So I think uh, I think you know I think here he's looking at it differently than all of us. I think he's okay. looking at building a long term winner here, mm-hmm. but he's also trying to set a precedent, I think, with with agents and whatnot, that I'm not just going to pay money, you know, hire, you know, a lot of money mm-hmm. for, for players that are not going to bring me, you know, championships. You know, Martinez, you know, he's going to want a lot of money this year. In, in, in the end, they're not going to do anything with it. So, yeah, but what do you mean so, they're not going to do anything with it? What if they win with it? What if what if, he, win, what if, he, what if he hits 30, what if he hits 29, 28 home runs and drives in 90 RBIs? But even if he does, yeah, that one player. Even if he does, are they are they going to win this year? Gonna I don't know. I don't know. No. You don't think it's worth? You don't think it's worth the opportunity to maybe sneak into the playoffs and see? Give your friend. Don't you think that helps you win more games and gives your fans a reason to show up to the ballpark and believe and and like you? It's not just about 
I, this isn't the NBA on some level. Like this isn't. It's not just about being the best. What if that doesn't make me the best team in the National League? Why do it? What if it makes well, you the What if it makes good. you the fifth best team in the National League and you sneak in and beat someone? The Arizona Diamondbacks weren't the best team in the National League, and they took down the Dodgers and the Phillies and were on their way to the World Series. Under, understood, and I agree with that. But I think in his world, uh, what he's used to, he's used to being the best, and I think. That's what he's trying to do here. I understand. Uh, I, I I get that. I do get that, and I'm I w- I wish him well. And there is a there is a way to do that, but giving up on this year, it's it's not. If that hindered, that that's my point. Like you're talking about, well, why waste the money? Because he's Steve Cohen. Like why waste the money for a better chance to win? That's not wasting money. That's not wasting his money. To make the team the eighth best team in the National League or make them the fifth best team in the National League or sixth best team, that makes a world of difference. That's worth the money. That's worth the money. Now, if you told me, and if someone could give me a, 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 and I welcome 877-337-6666, call me up and tell me how giving J.D. Martinez, a however much money he wants, a one-year deal, Tell me that how how that hurts the process of building the organization for next year, the year after, however long. Tell me how that contract just puts a, an absolute hurting on that plan. Then I'm open to not doing it. Make a compelling case, and I will say, wow, you know what? I didn't see that. I didn't think of that. And now that you mention it, okay, I could see how it how, how it really hinders moving forward, and I understand that moving forward is their priority. I understand the priority. I do, and I'm open and I'm willing to go with that priority being the number one priority. But there are moves that don't hurt that priority while you're doing it. Do both. That I mean, it's explain to me how one hurts the other. With Steve Cohen, it hurts the Milwaukee Brewers trying to do both. It hurts the Minnesota Twins trying to do both. The Kansas City Royals trying to do both. Yeah. It hurts them. It hurts the Oakland A's trying to do both. How does it hurt Steve Cohen and the Mets trying to do both at the same time? Juan in the Bronx, what's up, Juan? Hey, how you doing, Mac? Good, how are you, buddy? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, listen, uh, let me try to get this in. It may have a little something to do with uh, uh, your matter at hand. And, sure. uh, yeah, uh, uh, almost a year ago, I called uh, one of the uh, one of the ladies on the station. It's, it's not the name; doesn't matter. And well, I explained. It does. It's either Lori Rubin. Was it Lori Rubinson or no, 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 no? It was not Danielle girl. McCartan. No, 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 no. It was I don't know, Trista, Trista, something. Trista Crick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but it, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, I, I wouldn't yeah. put it that way. Sure it does. But go ahead, please. Yeah. Go ahead. I understand you. what you're meaning by that. Go ahead, go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, no, because I never called to bad mouth for anybody. You see no, I, I get you. I, I didn't take it that way. I'm just making sure. Go ahead, please, by all means. What would you say? Thank you. Thank you very much. You got it, Juan. Uh, I called, and I said that, Okay, uh, this man Steve Cohen, super rich, everything, and he's he's spending money left and right. It's just something that I found in my gut, you know. Yeah. 
But however, and I mentioned these, these two words, but however, the fine print, I, 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 I mentioned, I think, however, the fine print, which means that uh, um, if in two, maybe three years, things are not, you know, going very well, that the man may, uh, may, may uh, uh, hold up. I mean, uh, you know, because I explained that. Uh, the man, before anything, he's an investor, okay? Right. That's what I explained a year and a half ago. He's an investor. And, okay, his pockets are deeper than the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. But, however, you know, if things, and, and that's around the time that things started uh, going sour. With these two pictures that uh, yeah, and and he traded away the pictures. Uh, I'm just trying to get your point, Juan. I I understand yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like he yeah. just because yeah, he has the point, most money doesn't mean he has to spend it. And he's exactly, invested. Yeah, exactly. Right. And my point is, and, and my point is that uh, in the future he may be a little tighter with his money. I mean, it's like. It's like almost like human nature, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, but I I disagree with that, Juan. I just I just wholeheartedly disagree with it. It's about winning, and you want to talk about he's about to try and turn City Field into a big complex with a hotel and casino and restaurants and bars, and I'm looking forward to it. it sounds great, but it's about winning. You want to build a you want to you, you, he's an investor. You want to you want to know how much the Mets are worth as a loser, or do you want to know how much they're worth as a winner? Because I'm telling you, it's different. It's different. It's about winning. It's about winning. And this team coming off this season deserves better than what they've done this year. And I understand, I'm not saying go out and spend money for every single player. No one's suggesting that. But I got to tell you, I'm disappointed. And it doesn't, I, we take these things, we say them as if we know them as fact. No matter how much. No matter how much evidence we have, we don't know it is fact. Right? He didn't even attempt to get into the Otani market. Well, he was never coming east. What if you offered him a billion dollars? And I know that sounds crazy. Does it, though? Considering the deal he was willing to take? And how much money is, you know, pushed down the line? Is it crazy to offer him a billion dollars? Not that, uh, It's really not. Not if you're Steve Cohen. What if you called up Otani and said, I'll give you a billion? I'm just saying. I don't. We assume he, he was never coming east. Uh, Steve Cohen is the richest owner in baseball, and he never tried. And then the same thing with Yamamoto. And those are lesser things where we move past them. I get it. It didn't work out. He tried with Yamamoto. He tried very hard with Yamamoto. He didn't go all out to get Yamamoto, but he tried very hard to get Yamamoto as hard as anyone else, and the guy picked the Dodgers. Totally true. But once that happened, there's still some money to go around to help this team. And the idea that he's an investor, invest in the team. You already have uh, all this money invested in the team. Do you want to see another 75-win season? Is that what you had envisioned? Because you know what? As an investor, he's got enough money. He didn't have to invest in this. He's, right now, over the first couple of years, I don't think he's made much money with the Mets. And if he wants that to change, yeah, I, I suppose, then cut payroll completely. 
And we'll see. We'll see what they do with Alonzo. That's going to be an interesting question. Because if that ever were to transpire, then we have a real problem. Then you can forget King Cohen. You'll never be able to say it again if if Pete Alonzo leaves this team. 877-337-6666. All right, a little baseball early. We'll get to the football as we get through the show. Again, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend starts this Saturday. And I got to tell you, again, we've talked about it a little bit, but now I have a personal problem. I have a personal problem with Peacock and the NFL, and I'm not happy about it. 